All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews Father-Daughter Podcast Movies. Um, we're, we're over here because construction is being done on Dog Kennel Studios. We are over here at uh, 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 Casablanca, I think we named this place. Casablanca. And there's, there's baby Mando, my cat. She's exploring. Uh, Dad's playing with her. I'll post pictures. She's an adorable little demon baby. Because it's only really Nan and I over here, she is not used to having, like, a different person in the house. So, every time we have a visitor, it's like an object of fascination for her. It's great. Especially because the first year I had her, it was the pandemic, so, like, nobody came over. It was crazy. So, Dad, you were saying before I hit record, you don't even remember what movie we watched this week. No, I remember I remember the movie, and there was a bunch of X-Men, but I'm trying to... <laughs> there was X2. X2. Uh, also known as, in some circles, X-Men United. Wow, I am really blowing out the mics. Very, what is uh, with that? Very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fun action. Okay. But now I'm trying to remember all the details of the story, and it's, it all kind of runs together. So, this movie picks up more or less where the first one left off. It's like a month or so later, okay. after like the big fight on uh, um, Liberty Island. Okay. With, uh, and... Uh, uh, Jean Grey is having uh, psychic headaches and Wolverine still doesn't know who he is after he investigated right. this abandoned military base. Right. Um, and uh, uh, this new military guy introduced in this movie wants to run a military operation on the mutant school. Like, with the Strike Force and, and capture mutant children. Yes. As which a... Which that's right. Yeah, exactly. So it, it turns into this whole huge thing. Uh, definitely not any kind of uh, allegory for modern day way that uh, trans and queer uh, people in general are being treated. Certainly not anything like that. Um, but it does open with one of probably the greatest action sequences of all time, which is Nightcrawler, the blue guy, teleporting around the White House, launching a yes. one-man assault against the entire Secret Service, yes. as Mozart's Diaz Ray is playing. And it's just, what an amazing opening and, for your and, movie. And it, yeah, it seems like there's... Multiple guys, but there's only the one Right, guy. it's just yeah. one dude yeah. who can teleport. And it kind of bothered me because we have the subtitles on, and it it keeps coming up. Every time he teleports, the sound effect is described as, like, bang or something <laughs> like that. In the comic book, it's very specifically BAMF. B-A-M-F. BAMF. So it's like, it kind of bugs me that they didn't go that little, not even the extra mile, the extra eight feet yeah. to make it bam, 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 bam. But one of my favorite things was this movie came out um, the tail end of my junior year. And I had a small existential crisis in the shower the other day. It's like, oh my God, this movie turns 20 next year. Oh my God, it's been almost 20 years since I got out of high school. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. But, yeah, right. So that opening sequence is scored to Diaz Irae, um, which we sang in chorus every year. So there were so many chorus kids, like opening weekend for the, for, uh, uh, the showing I was at in 2003. We actually started singing along with it. 
And you could, like, there were basses up in the back, sopranos down towards the bottom left, and it was just kind of, like, absurd. Uh, uh, and then the next week when we all came in, it's like, did you see that? We were all singing. Yeah, it was cool. pretty good time. Did you have a favorite new mutant in this movie? I they introduced like, a couple <clears throat> of new people, like well, Nightcrawler. Yeah, now, and I really like, well, the... The blue girl, what's her name? Mystique. You Mystique. were caught off guard still every, every single t- time. Almost every. every single time. I think I got it one time, but but uh, she's really cool. I mean, it, <clears throat> you would have a person sitting next to you, talking to you, and all of a sudden, blip, she would turn into the blue person. Oh, that sounds much better. <clears throat> okay, and, uh, there we go. Um, so she was really cool. You you were caught off guard every yep. single time. It was beautiful. Yep. I love watching these so, movies with you because it's like it's not like I'm just experiencing them again for the first yeah. time through you. It's I'm experiencing them again for the first time every three minutes yeah. with you. Yeah. It's just <laughs> that that character is just so cool that that she can become anybody. Well, they also imitate. They also do have that conversation. It's Nightcrawler and Mystique. Um, so the two very obviously blue people, like yes. the two very surface level looking mutants, and he asks her, like, why, why don't you just look like anybody? Just blend in right. all of the time. And she makes the point, because we shouldn't have to. Right. So, That's yeah, there's exactly. a thing. Fun, exactly. f- fun bit of comic book lore they never really got into in the movies, as far as I can remember. I never saw Dark Phoenix. I kind of don't want to. But uh, uh, Nightcrawler, the blue dude, is actually Mystique's son in the comic books. Oh. And I believe Rogue, the girl who can't touch people with right. the white streak on her hair, um, she is also Mystique's daughter. Cool. If I'm remembering my lore correctly, I kind of wanted to have Kyle on one of these episodes, but we don't have four hours to record, because <laughs> he will just explain everything. Um, you lost your mind, though, when... Iceman, Bobby, one of the right. younger guys, um, is coming out to his parents. And his mom asks, have you ever tried not being a mutant? <laughs> you lost your mind! Yes, you know, like, yeah, I, uh, mom, dad, I'm a mutant. Have you ever tried not being a mutant? Mutant? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so just obviously... Insane. Just insane. It's, yeah, yeah it's just, like... I... It... I'm very lucky that when I came out to both you and Ma, I came out to both of you like individually, but like neither of you asked me that question. Have you ever tried not being well, trans or whatever? Which is, you know, a, I'm very thankful for. It's a dumb question. I mean, it it's, really it's, truly it's, is. You know, have you ever tried to stop breathing? You know, like when yeah, try exactly, that, you know? exactly. Uh, it's it's well. It, it, I'm very ex- like this movie is still very weirdly uh prescient to today's times like on a much larger scope but in terms of just like the 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 person to person like I came out to my Dungeons and Dragons group uh, this past week and it was almost a non-issue for them they had like okay so hope she, her, got it I just want to play D&D can we please play yeah. D&D like all they wanted to do they barely even had any questions. It was kind of fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, did you have any... What do you think of Wolverine in this movie? He had a lot more crap to do. He got to fight... Um, what's her name? Lady Deathstrike. 
Which one's that? The I guess you'd describe her as girl Wolverine. She also had the healing powers. She had the claws oh, yeah, coming yeah, out yeah, of her yeah. fingers. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. And she had that creepy sequence where she's just cracking her knuckles yeah. constantly. And uh, she was more almost like a cat, not a Wolverine. But um, yeah, and all of a sudden, yeah. the, the blades pop out of her hands. I go, what? <laughs> what? What's that? <clears throat> She really didn't have much of a character because she was basically being mind-controlled the entire time okay. by the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but it was still just uh, Wolverine versus Deathstrike. That that fight sequence in the adamantium chamber where they yes. jammed the metal onto their bones, respectively, yes. is just fantastic. Now, you keep saying the, the earthworm. Was that... The earthworm. Earthworm. Earth... Crawl, m- Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. <laughs> Earthworm. Same thing. Oh my thing. god. <laughs> oh um, my god. <laughs> was was that the the German guy? Yes, that okay. was that was Nightcrawler. That was the German blue dude the with the tail who could yes. teleport. Oh my god. Yes. He was Sean. Sean. Nightcrawler is the reason Sean became like obsessed with Germany. My my friend Sean, who wrote the theme song to this show. Right. After this movie came out, he dedicated himself to taking German classes. He went to Germany for a few semesters. He still speaks fluent German. He's dressed as Nightcrawler on multiple occasions, like painting his face blue wow, and everything. Right. It was the funniest thing in the flipping world seeing himself paint himself blue it was amazing <clears throat> he seemed like a like a real jerk jerky weirdo but he I, he turned out to he's he's a pretty cool guy well he's he well i mean he's being mind controlled in that yes. opening sequence which yes. is why he's attacking the president yes turns out he's just very faith oriented he's very deeply yes. catholic and is trying to reconcile his yes. beliefs with this new environment that he's in, in. That- <clears throat> when he was attacking the president, mm. like he stabs the knife into the desk. But he drops the knife and it kind of oh, plunks okay. down. Okay. Yeah. Was he really going to kill the president? That I think is the, the I think that's a little open ended. Like he was clearly being mind controlled, and I'm pretty sure like if he could have harmed the president under the influence, he would have. But it like the, I think the primary goal of the villain was to just frighten the ever-loving hell out of the yes. president so he would pass anti-mutant registration. Right. So you know what I mean? wouldn't have to register. Yeah, was, okay, exactly. More freedom exactly. for the mutants, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> That's like an ongoing thing in comic books in general. Mutant registration... Um, the, the, the movie Captain America Civil War and the comic book it's based on is almost based entirely off of the same concept of superhero registration. Because in the Marvel comics, mutants are different than superheroes. It's a, you know, like I said the last week, it's like, uh, uh, Stan Lee basically invented mutants because he was so sick and tired of coming up with origin stories. What if they're just born like that? Yes. So, which just uh, creativity out of laziness. I fully endorse yeah, it. Yeah, uh, fabulous. And they they go with the uh, every once in a multiple millennia uh, evolution. Oh man, you you were just shouting music. angrily whenever yeah. they came up with some scientific horse shit. Well, so. <laughs> you know, yeah, but. Uh, evolution doesn't work like well, that. Godzilla is a two million year old Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. What? No. Yes. No. What? <clears throat> so evolution doesn't work exactly like well, like in principle it does, but in actuality it's not. And, and, you, yeah, and certainly like, like 
when uh, when a when something is evolving into a crab, it doesn't evolve laser eyes yes. randomly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they have those. They yes. do. Yes, we've got crabs. Ah, yes. oh, cr- yes. shit! We've got armored laser crabs. Yeah. Oh no, laser-eyed crabs. Yeah, <laughs> better be careful. Um, yeah, that's. Um, and the, and the different glasses that guy wears, it's, you know... Cyclops Cyclops always gets, like, a really bad rap in these movies because he is kind of like the Boy Scout character. He just wants to be a good guy. I think, like, more recently in the comics, you get... You dig into him better, and he's more motivated by, like... Honestly, the same kind of anger I'm motivated by. It's like, God damn it! I just want to exist as a human being. Why don't you... Just ding dang, accept me. Yes, I've got laser eyes. I will shoot you now. Um, yes. <laughs> but like, he always gets the short shrift in these movies because he's kind of a boring character on the surface. Yeah, unless you really have time to dig into him, which is why these movies go through Wolverine. He's a much more interesting character right. to delve yeah. into. And in fact, one of the best movies in this franchise is one of the more recent final movies in this franchise which is just called logan which is old man logan essentially like dying very slowly and it's really fascinating and it's also rated r which is great so there's a lot more visceral violence a lot more cursing it makes it fascinating as a character study and we will get into that eventually um now he picked up on more of his he keeps getting flashes of his history and yeah, where he came so from and stuff. One of so like I said before, uh, I'm gonna pull it up on Disney Plus. Um, like I said before, my problem with the X Men franchise of films is that they are so wildly hit and miss. Like we will not be watching the next movie in the series, which is X Men: The Last Stand, because it is terrible. Uh, we will not be watching. X-Men Origins Wolverine, which delves into Wolverine's actual backstory, because it is also extremely terrible. Like, there's only, like, another two or three X-Men movies I think we would have a good time watching together. And, um, so, I mean, the short version is, because we're not going to watch the damn movie, the short version is, uh, Logan, uh, was born... James Howlett the Third in like 1848 and grew up as a very pale, sickly, asthmatic child in the Canadian uh, uh, frontier and um, developed mutant. You know, he all of a sudden he has rapid healing and bone claws. He actually has oh, claws because he, you know, he's not. He doesn't have metal on he his bones. Metal it's yet. just yeah. bone. Yeah, it's kind of badass. And um, wait, wait, he, wait! You, you kind of skipped over. Oh, and then, oh then he, then uh, yeah, and he's on the Canadian frontier, and then he develops. Uh, uh, well, it's like he, a puberty he, thing. And then he becomes he, a mutant. And then uh, what? It, uh, what? Okay, what do you okay, mean? Okay, then he okay, becomes okay, a mutant? Okay, 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 okay. okay. Well, I'm going to give you the short version. Of oh, this. okay. The puberty. He concept, witnesses okay. his mom being murdered by the groundskeeper who turns out to be his actual biological father who also then murders his quote-unquote father. Right. And the stress of that situation causes the bone claws to just erupt from his fist and murder his biological father in a fit of angry rage. You know, seeing your mom get killed will do that. Yeah, probably. And um, then the uh, one nursemaid... Who is, of course, a uh, young, red-headed ingenue. 
um, you know, like, takes him, like, bundles him up and they, like, whisk away farther north to escape this horrifying situation. Um, they develop something of a life together. He grows into this big, strong, strapping, you know, dude in a mining, uh, 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 a logging town, I want to say, a uh, mining operation sort of thing. Mining, logging, um, gold, whatever. Their past catches up to them. She gets murdered. He kills her killer. And then, like, the stress of the situation sends him into, like, a fugue state. He forgets all that. And then he becomes kind of like a mercenary for the next, like, 120 years. At which point he winds up in the Canadian military. And in the comic books, anyway, he volunteers for the weapon program, which is designed to fight the Hulk. So cool. Wolverine's entire deal is to use a weapon designed to take down the Hulk. But of course, you know, the stress of having the adamantium molded onto your bones causes another fugue state. He forgets all of that past. Apparently Wolverine just has a really, really delicate brain. Yeah. And then that's where the movie series effectively okay. picks up. Okay. Where, you know, the movie, the first movie we watched last week came out in 2000. So like 10, 15 years before, he's lost all of his memory. He was okay. just wandering in the woods. He's now like fighting people for money, essentially. Right. And that's where the movie franchise picks up. So we will not be watching any of those movies. What happened with him and the Hulk? Oh, God. I haven't read all of the respective comic books that this covers, but I want to say, like, the Hulk legit tears Wolverine in half okay. at one point. <clears throat> but, of course, the dude has super healing. He gets oh, better. Right. The healing, yes. It's, it's, it's the whole joke. Like, the history of Wolverine is that Monty Python bit. She turned me into a newt. <laughs> I got better. It, it's it's the whole history of Wolverine is that Wolverine properly like died a couple of years back, and now he's just back. Now he's back. Like his daughter, like so so in the weapon program that that grafted the the metal onto his bones, Wolverine was Weapon X. He was the tenth weapon. Okay. If you're getting technical with it, Captain America, it was part of the Super Soldier program, so if you're getting technical with it, Captain America was weapon one. Okay. And then the rest of the weapons are just these failed attempts at making a Super Soldier. Oh, okay. Wolverine was probably, you know, Captain America and Wolverine were probably the most successful examples of that. And then finally you get to weapon 23, which is Wolverine's daughter, who is basically mm. a shorter, angrier version of him <laughs> who has only two claws up in her fists and then another claw on her feet. Nice. So she can do even more bananas acrobatic crap. Nice. And we'll meet her in Logan, uh, the 2017 movie, uh, a couple of movies down the line in this franchise. Who did he have children with? That's never really, I think, made oh, clear. Just, yeah, oh, this is my daughter. Oh, I don't... <coughs> I'm honestly probably the wrong person to ask about okay, stuff like curious. this because I haven't read all of the comic books. Just we curious. can safely assume that sometime in Wolverine's missing past, he had sex at some point, and a yeah, it's a whole okay. yeah. We yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, well, I'm missing whole swaths of my memory. 
possibly a child happened yeah, in that time. I get it. Okay. Like, he doesn't actually meet her until she's like 14 or something like right. that. So it's, it's a Is whole. Is it just the one child? No, no, the kids. As far as I know. Okay. Until, yeah, until, until the next. And now, if I'm remembering correctly, in the more recent comic books, she has taken over as of the official Wolverine of the franchise. Ah. So it's kind of like how She-Hulk is going to be taking over Hulk's place in the newer Avengers. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. She it, it, she's getting her own TV series later this year. She is a lawyer. Her comic books are always presented as kind of comedies, which I love, because they typically focus on her trying to focus on her lawyer life but then her superhero nonsense getting in the way it gets in the way if yeah. i'm remembering correctly the pitch the the episodes are going to be just like short sitcom length cool. episodes okay she gets hit with gamma radiation after getting a blood transfusion from her cousin bruce it's so okay. it's wild i love it That's she cool. hulk is so, one of my favorite characters so who's She's developing just this new generation i mean since stan stan is out uh well that's the that's the grand joke most of these characters were still created in the 60s 70s and oh, 80s okay. so stan lee and all of the artists like paul kirby and steve ditko they still created all of these the x-men spider-man the hulk whatever they still created all of these people and now most of modern day comic books are just kind of and especially modern day comic book movies are kind of riffing on those stories uh it's it's a whole huge ridiculous buck wild nonsensical thing yeah generation yeah, exactly. So we get a new Thor, like Natalie Portman is picking up the hammer in the new Man. Thor movie, which I'm super excited about as a Thor cosplayer who is transitioning. Okay. They've already released like the costume that Natalie Portman Thor wears in these new movies, so I'm just going to be able to keep being Thor. Okay. Not to mention, uh, I've always been in love with uh, Peggy Carter, you know, Captain yeah. America's girlfriend, yeah. and thanks to the recent like cartoon series, What If... What if Peggy Carter took the serum instead of Steve? She turns into Captain Carter. I'm just going to be able to dress as Captain Carter. Nice. My partner wants to dress as pre-serum tiny little short Steve to go along with me. It's going to be the greatest. I'm so excited. What's happening to the original? Uh, uh, so, for the most part, their contracts have pretty much ended. So, Steve Rogers, as you know him, mm -hmm. Captain America, isn't in the... So I mean, where, like, if you have She-Hulk... Right. What happens to the original Hulk? I think Bruce Banner is still just kind of floating around in the universe. He shows up oh, okay. in the movies. He's just going to have a greatly reduced role because he kind of belongs to the previous okay. Thanos era okay. of movies. Yeah. I don't know for sure, okay. but like Shang-Chi, um, obviously the actor that played Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, has died. So they're coming up with a Go new ahead. Black Panther. Um, well, they have to. Yeah, yeah they have to. That was Black Panther was like the biggest movie. Period. I think it beat out Force Awakens in terms of uh, uh, domestic box office. Like that movie was a sensation on all fronts. So they need a new Black Panther. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, because then the, and then the guy dies. It's like what? yeah, but like Shang Chi. Um, they've already introduced in the new Doctor Strange trailer. Patrick Stewart shows up as Professor X from okay. these movies. Okay. So it's just kind of, they're starting to fold the X-Men as we know them from the previous movies that weren't in this universe. Into, it's this whole 
bug we don't have really time honestly to get into <laughs> the franchise machinations and also like the contract deals of these actors but like deadpool's coming into the avenger series the x-men they're they're fa- they're working it all in Cool. They're working it all. Cool. Why not? Man. It's it's getting weird. Why not? I personally Great. am really excited to see them fold in the Fantastic Four because there has yet to be a good Fantastic Four movie, and the Fantastic Four was like Marvel's flagship thing. They okay. were the first big sensation that Marvel had. They were like the first true superhero family. Um, they were the first people to act, the first comic book heroes to be like in the quote real world Stanley's whole deal was like let's set these in New York City yeah. not Gotham not Metropolis yeah. we want them interacting with the yeah. real with a real, real New York yeah. like even Stanley took his uh, uh his catchphrase excelsior from the plaque on the George Washington Bridge welping, <laughs> welcoming you into New York nice. which I've seen because I've driven over that okay. damn bridge a whole bunch of times it's the worst it's the worst traffic you'll ever see okay it's just the worst. And for us novices, who are the Fantastic Four? That would be Mr. Fantastic. He is a super genius who has super stretchy powers. Okay. Uh, his wife, um, the Invisible Woman. Nice. Uh, um, you don't see much of her. <laughs> you got me. Minor oh my god. You've got... Um, her brother, uh, the Human Torch, who can essentially light himself on fire and has fire powers, nice. who was funnily in the original movies like 15, oh my god, 20 years ago. Oh my god. He was played by the dude Chris Evans who went on to play Captain America. Okay. The, so that's just kind of funny. Um, and then you've got the Thing, who is a big rock dude. He's made of rocks and he's super strong. Oh, and he's cool. made of rocks. Yeah, oh, cool. it's, it's kind of great. I'm really hoping. Marvel Studios does well by the Fantastic Four. Cool. From what I understand, the dude that um, did the first two, well, the the Ant-Man movies is really obsessed with doing his own Fantastic Four movie. So I think cool. if he gets put in charge of that family, I think we're going to be in safe hands. Good. So, Good. super excited. Fun to look it's going to be weird and wild. They've decided to just crack open the whole multiverse nonsense. So the last Spider-Man movie had three different Spider-Man. I don't know what's going to happen anymore. <laughs> it's just stupid, and I kind of hate it, but I also kind of... It's like my nerd brain versus my human brain. I'm so mad that Disney has this stranglehold on entertainment, but at the same time... Indiana Jones and Captain America are both owned by Disney now. Uh, they both fought Nazis during World War II. I want to see that movie. I want to see Dr. Jones have the... Sh like, they accidentally swap tools and, like, Jones has the shield and Cap yes. has the whip. I want to see that! Interesting. It's complicated, yeah. to say the least. I'm, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, it's wild. We're, we're at least going to get some fun movies. Yes, out of it, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Alright, uh, did you have anything you wanted to ask? No, nope, uh, fun movie. Else? We've gone lots, for about half an hour. Okay. Lots of entertainment. Lots of lots of exciting. I just got some more background information, so it's a little less nebulous in my brain. Um, so, that brings us to the question as to what movie you'd want to do next. 
Um, if I'm going, if we're going off of the X Men franchise, the next movie in the series I'd want to do is X Men First Class, which is the first time they try to reboot the series. It's set in the early '60s. Everybody is played by new, younger, sexier actors. Okay, and you know, you learn nonsense like how the professor got paralyzed and why. Uh, him and Magneto were buddies originally. Um, yes. and of course now Mystique is played by Jennifer Lawrence, uh, before she became a sensation. So you just watch her screen time in these movies start to decrease dramatically as her paycheck goes up dramatically. <laughs> so if you want to do that next it's, week. How many X-Men total, uh, would be in terms worth of watching? the movies that we want to watch? That we want to watch, yeah. There's at least, yeah, there's three more. There's X-Men First Class, Days of Future Past, which I think is amazing. It's the crossover between the young and the old oh, cast. Cool. Okay. That one's fun. Okay. And then Logan, the right. big dramatic R-rated okay. uh, Wolverine movie. I'd have to figure out where that's streaming because I don't think Logan's on Disney+. Plus. Wicked ain't. No. They're not putting an R-rated movie on Disney+. Plus. No. Good lord. Although Daredevil's coming to Disney+, Plus, and that's pretty that's R-rated. Pretty, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. We'll see what happens. That's pretty rank, yeah. yeah. Um, I've also had a request. I've got a friend coming up to visit uh, for a little while in June, and she is like a big Harley Quinn cosplayer, and I'd love to show you uh, the Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey. That's not until June, but I would want to get a lot of the Batman movies in before that. So we're going to have a lot of comic book movies to watch over the next few months. Okay. Well, it's only um, March, so we've got April, May. Yeah, so we've still got a little bit of time. Um, otherwise, like if you wanted to do just like something completely different, I'd be down for that. Um, I've there's still like all of the Hitchcock movies I've never seen. I've never Good. seen Psycho, for example. Oh, really. Um, okay. I've also never seen any of the Rocky movies, which I think is a big glaring oversight, considering we've lived, like, in the Philly area my right. whole life. Yeah, but I would have no... I mean, would you know which ones to watch? I, I mean, know. we'd start with the first one. Oh, I feel like it's just called yeah. Rocky. Rocky. yeah. I mean, there's that. We can get, There's so much nonsense we can get into, I'm honestly. good for uh, another um, X-Men. N- another X-Men? Yeah. yeah, okay, so next week, X-Men First Class. Um... Uh, uh, I am HD Lickner on Twitter, Muscle Nerd Studios on Instagram. Uh, 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 thank you to Dr. Sean Monahan for our theme song. Uh, Paul Taylor at WopsySquare.com for our uh, uh, theme song. Artwork, there it is. Dad, take my, us away. My turn. Your uh, turn. You believe it's, it's in the Middle Eastern states, the United States of America on March. You keep looking away from the March eighth, ninth. What is it? Today is the eighth. Nope, sorry, ninth. Ninth. Um, yeah, we're having snow and rain today. So uh, welcome to Pennsylvania. Welcome to the United States. Um, um, keep doing what you can do to help everybody, and keep thinking of the Ukrainians. Uh, they're fighting like bastards over there to kick ass on that evil. Uh, that really should be like a movie, like a. Um, um, an action movie, you know. I am uh, not watch- looking forward to the eventual Disney attempting to buy the rights to the Ukrainian conflict. Yeah, and, and watch Putin get his ass kicked. They tried to copyright SEAL Team 6 after they took out Bin Laden, yeah. like 10 years ago. Like, yeah. what the hell? Whatever. Well, you know, uh, make a buck. Disney. Um, so, keep being good to each other. <laughs>